if you come across someone who's different, non-standard, approach the person and say, I'd like to spend 10 minutes with you. I find you very interesting. You know, I'd like to spend 10 minutes with you. Once you leave a message in the universe that you're seeking a mentor by these acts like this, universe will respond to you. You'll get a mentor. That was Dr. Bharat Nayan, a facilitator of life, which basically means that he makes certain stages of life easier to handle through guidance or assistance, like a wise man standing on the sidelines, giving you a push here and there while you get out of the rut and achieve what you want. This is his story. Hello there and welcome. I'm Amir Khan and this is a Z Medium podcast, a podcast that talks to people and about them too. We narrate people's journeys in the simplest way we can. This past Monday, we had Dr. Tufel Patankar, a celebrated doctor in the UK who talked to us about medicine, what life taught him over the years and the flow that he achieves while operating. He was a pleasure to have. Do check that out. Okay, let's start, shall we? Dr. Nayan is the same Dr. Nayan that Karina had mentioned to us in the first episode. Remember that? The professor that cut through the bullshit with her and advised her to take a brand strategy while she waited to go back to being a creative director? That's how we got connected, through Karina. Things have worked out pretty well for her and his role as a facilitator was established with us then. Actually, let's get the meaning of a facilitator out of the way before we even begin. I bring my toolkit of common sense to facilitate a person going from A to A+, B to B+. And my motive in this is very simple. If I can facilitate someone to make an appropriate choice, whether for education or for career, then we have one more happy human being in society. And that one more happy human being then has a power if he, he or she so desires, to create 20 more happy human beings in his lifetime. Simple. That's my desire. Okay, so who's the target audience for this kind of job? Let's, let's look into that. One is helping students select the educational paths they want to take before they get to professional. Second is mid-career professionals who are stuck in a rut. Third is the over 45 or 50s who lost their jobs because of age. The toolkit of common sense that he brings to the table helps youngsters identify what they want to do in life. Because that's really the goal, right? I think even we're trying to do the same thing. Youngsters are bombarded with so much information, so many choices in today's day and age that at times it feels more like a burden than a blessing. I mean, yeah, compared to the 1970s, 80s, we do have freedom in selecting what we want to do. But how often have we made the right choices? A survey says that about 75% of students don't know what they want to do. And only less than 30% actually work in fields that their qualification is in. Most of them being doctors. So in a huge market like this... How does Dr. Nayan help these students make their choices? So I want them to take ownership of their choices, provided they know what their choices are. So I am basically, I meet these youngsters for an hour at a time. 
and all i do is i'm a mirror in front of them. i hold a mirror in front of them i ask all kinds of questions i have no set format i'm not a counselor i don't call myself a counselor and it guides me to a path where i think the inherent skill and strength lies so i will start from their childhood up to when they met me in 15 minutes but i intersperse it with a lot of idiotic question idiotic sounding questions i'm actually looking at body language to give me a cue plus this is god's gift to me so if i'm able to identify a thread what each person would be good at then i tell them to look at that plus xyz as career options okay the god's gift that he's talking about is breaking down something to the basics and explaining what he has broken down to another individual to make sense out of it that's what we call an analytical ability now dr nan helps guide people into various fields that they ought to choose but he himself took a pretty standard path when it came to education and believe it or not engineering is where he honed his analytical ability that's also where he met loads of people from different states of india and understood their backgrounds their culture and developed a keen interest in people when i finished my engineering i had applied for mba those days doing an mba was a rare thing in the interviewing committee they had got one very very senior engineering person to come for the you know my interview was there within the first minute he asked me that something linked to tech engineering so i smiled and i prepared his answer and i told him that if you're looking at technical knowledge evaluating me for technical knowledge i'd like to save your time and end the interview here because i don't have the technical knowledge but if you're looking at engineering giving me analytical abilities which is what i got let's proceed with the interview my interview ended i got that admission so what i have gained now is what i look back when i say is an analytical ability so i spent 5 years in those hostels and living outside the hostels surrounded by people from every state of india so now when i'm talking to someone and i see the surname i know which part of the country they come from and generally where i hear an accent when i hear an accent i know where this comes from so right. the socio economic the 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 socio political status of the person and the region he comes from uh, there's been a big help for me there's one benefit of engineering college let's look at an example of how he helps guide the youngsters and we'll dive more into it after the clip right now i have a message i had a call with a youngster in bombay who i've been guiding he's a young lawyer with one year experience brilliant lawyer he will most likely end up going for an mba because he's got that business perspective mm-hmm. and i've been guiding him for a couple of years he just sent me a link of a solicitors entrance exam Say so, uncle do you think this is worth it the answer to that question is yes nothing is wasted solicitor of uk entrance exam there'll be a great learning you can go on the path of the solicitor but does it tie with his career plan no that's exactly what we're talking about too many choices too much information out there the path for this youngster is clear at least in his mind and bharat's mind there's so much difference between what you want to do and what would look good If something does not align with what the end goal is, why go down that path? Even if it's going to help you in one way or the other. That's primarily the difference between something that is good and something that is right. Something that is good might help you in the short run, you know. Solicitors exam in the UK, there's a lot of money that comes in after that, but if that diverts him from what he really wants to do, 
He's missing those months or years to actually practice and learn more about being a corporate lawyer, which is a long-term goal anyway. While you think big, break that big down into small steps and try to achieve that day after day, month after month. And it's easy to think in the short run that it won't work out. But everything you do today, all the small steps, accumulate and lead you to where you want to be without you having detours, of course. We probably took a detour from the story right now, but let's continue. After MBA, Bharat joined a company called Bharat Bijli, which made and still makes transformers and electric motors. But you never realize what awaits you. That too on another continent. Uh, it was uh, fate. I was just explaining this to somebody. In three hours, my life changed. I was working in Bombay in a company selling elevators, Bharat Bijli. And I think possibly I was the first engineer MBAs the company took. And I was leading a team of people much, much older than me because it's first MBA. But I had an uncle who's passed away who had an old friend. They were large industrialists in Nigeria. He used to tell me, give me a CV. I'll give it to Mr. Chandra when he's in Bombay. And they have businesses all over the world. I never really bothered. And my wife told me, uncle is after you, at least give him the CV for yours, you know, for his sake. So I used to have a bike. I gave him the CV. I dropped it to his house at Shivaji Park, went to my office at Verli and continued life. In one hour, I get a call from someone XYZ saying, this is reference to your application for a position in Africa. You have an interview today with a chairman. So I said, I haven't applied for any job. I couldn't connect. To cut a long story short, I met that gentleman at 2 o'clock. The chairman, the chairman was Cindy. They used to run a large business, having a lot of expatriates. But unlike other Cindy businessmen, they had no Cindy expatriate at a senior level because they couldn't find qualified Cindy's in those days, they said. So my interview lasted for 10 minutes. I could see the gentleman being uncomfortable. And he asked me hesitatingly in Sindhi, do you speak Sindhi? I gave him a fluent answer. He said, you're an engineer, you're an MBA. Yes, yes, yes. Tick the boxes. I left an hour later with an appointment later to join the company in Nigeria. And within, I left that group, but within a year, I took to that environment very well. And I changed jobs. So I changed jobs twice. And I got picked up and into a trading environment. And it's a combination of God's will, fate, destiny, and to some extent my push. but it's, it is rare. It is unbelievable. Bharat was a young achiever and la- learned the importance of mentors very early on in life. He found not one, not two, but three mentors in life. And from each one, he learned something different. The first was his boss at Bharat Bijli, who filled in the gaps of his learning curve in management while he was there. The second was his father-in-law, who was a surgeon that connected instantly with youth And that's what Bharat does today. Guides the youth to a grateful future. The last one, his father. And there was one teaching of his father that he understood pretty late in life. When there is something to worry about or something to fear, my father used to have one sentence which I never understood as long as he was right. He saw me as hot-headed son, blah, 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 issues here, there. You know, telling people what to do, putting his foot down. He used to tell me, Kar Kabul. You know the meaning of Kar Kabul. Kabul Karle, accept it. I never understood the real impact of Kar Kabul. I live my life to, on many things which I don't agree with by saying Kar Kabul. Something that isn't in your control, accept it. 
that may be an external factor but the more you worry about it the more harm you're doing yourself because there's not a damn thing you can do about it things which are in your control work on them and protect them with all that you've got but that's what we're going for here the takeaway is actually finding a mentor because without one he wouldn't have known any of that so for all the mentors out there this one is for you the need is mine to sell myself to you because the need is mine to put an agent to change in society it is my need to change society by putting in better people so i would spend time chatting with you about everything except what you want to be mentored about i'll understand you i'll understand your likes and dislikes i'll share business with my career what i like to do what i don't like to do i'll create a plateau of calmness then the person decides if they want to get back in touch with me if the plateau of warmth is created then the person will feel motivated to say hey yes this is what i can do bharat was very ambitious i mean still is but more so in his youth he was a young achiever striving to move forward at every turn and the patient bharat that you see now cool calm collected is nothing compared to the bharat in his 30s patience you don't have patience no people who know me now they get shocked if i tell them i was impatient i was a typhoon because i was a young achiever at such a young age so it i was impatient i was impatient to get things done i was impatient to get more things done so my impatience uh, when i look back if i and when i see youngsters like who the then bharat the 24 i smile and tell them you got my traits what i had i'll tell you where i fit unlike in the past if there's any mail which comes etc etc even if it's a conflicting issue i'd give a reply instantly close the chapter in 60 seconds now i will do a reply because now you've got the email i'll keep it in the box ready as a draft morning i'll read it again 99% of the time i what the view i get in the morning is very different from what i thought in hari yesterday but there is something that always remained intact even when he was impatient even when he was racing to the path of greatness i was working for this large group the people who hired me i won't name any further details and i was given a very sensitive assignment to get some work done from the central bank of nigeria and i make friends very easily i made friends i got the work done blah blah everything was good and they decided to give me a special bonus which was unheard of my salary at that time was equal to $1000 a month plus i had accommodation card blah 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 so they gave me a check of $5000 which is unbelievable i was like the boy wonder but for four months after that at any time i used to be told remember we give you $5000 remember we give you $5000 so one day i walked into his office and had a check ready in my hand and gave it to him and said you're hanging this $5000 on my head like a democracy sword i'm not able to sleep please take this back There are more learnings than sto- story in this episode. Bharat had switched jobs while he was in Nigeria and switched again when a group from London saw his work at his latest company. His dream was owning a house in Parkland, London at the time and kept a check ready for his first down payment there. He had already paid $2000 as part of the transaction. Things were on track. but and there is always a but his health took a turn for the worse it started when he was in nigeria but aggravated when he was in london 
which is when he decided to return to India with a dream left unachieved. Life has a way of slowing you down. Bharat was on a high throughout his 20s and mid-30s before he slowed down and settled in India. The past 30 years, he has been a facilitator. And the beautiful part is, he doesn't earn from his interaction with youngsters. It's only when he helps out the people who are financially capable of hiring him as a facilitator. There was a huge turning point in his life though. His health was always under scrutiny by doctors, but he never expected a health complication to turn into a near-death experience in his late 50s. Uh, I had a near-death experience in hospital. I've had multiple, multiple hospitalizations. A nurse made a mistake and injected me with something which should never have been done IV. I survived, but I had a near-death experience. That 20 minutes changed me totally. And I picked up a message. I sold a message to myself that God loves you and say, Selling me, go and do all that you want. It is considered a medical miracle. I didn't die. 20 minutes, I survived. A week later, I filed for my PhD application because I'd been wanting to do it for 30 years, which I never did. And that's what he did. He started a course in arbitration at the age of 57 and completed it at 61. Why the huge gap? Let's hear it from him. The first level I did at the age of 57, I went to London. Then I went through multiple bouts of hospitalization. Somewhere it all got buried. At the age of 60, I dug it all out, started appearing for the follow-through exams. At the age of 61, I did my fellowship in arbitration from Singapore. And um, my strength, I'm good at explaining things to people. I can break things down in very simple. I can I can explain to you how to make a rocket by, by talking about a pen. In my office, when we do different positions, I, this is God's gift to me. So I'm able to explain to you when I I got into arbitration because I want to focus on my uh, career, which is corporate and understanding of law, put the two of them together. I was creating a career 3.0 so that it remained busy. When I, whatever the modules I did in India, I realized they were talking legal, legal lingo. The, the modules which I did in Singapore, they were talking business lingo. And I realized that arbitration, there's a gas in the air which the lawyers have created. Actually, it's simple if you boil it down to simple words. And I'm an FAQ person. I can boil anything down to simple FAQs. I love that. So it just struck me, why don't I convert the entire process of arbitration to something which even a student will understand? So that was uh, the seed of the book, FAQs and arbitration. And my idea was that if there is a corporate entity (coughs) getting into arbitration, rather than depending on the lawyer, they get some information so they contribute to their case better. Yeah. Or if there's a law student and he needs to appear for an exam exam overnight on arbitration, he goes through this book for 45 minutes, I'll guarantee you'll pass the exam. So I made it simple to understand, idiot-proof, and it was a fulfillment for me during COVID. I'm doing another book on another topic. The same publishers offered me. So it was a fulfillment for me. Again, I'm putting back knowledge into into the universe in simpler in simpler ways if resilience was a person that's who bharat would be it's really not easy to have a positive outlook when things are not going your way he has had health complications since the past 30 years now but he mentions it very little when we had the chat with him he focuses more on the now 
than what's happened and there is by no means any pity that he has for himself it's all gratitude and his drive for helping others his book on arbitration is out now on amazon and he is writing another one on an issue that will indeed benefit a lot of people in the world if you like that episode and want to receive latest updates go on to instagram and linkedin and follow us z medium there are a lot more stories to come and ones to look out for next up we have bilal zaidi the founder of a political crowdfunding platform our democracy and here is a snippet from that conversation so while india already had a twitter and a facebook etc but we did not have platforms where political uh, people they could be they could be candidates they could be journalists but people who are engaging with politics would go beyond communication um so we launched a crowdfunding platform that also had other tools like signing up volunteers and throwing up events um and essentially our democracy became like the stepping stone for a lot of people who wanted to get into politics stay tuned and goodbye for now